0: Are you ready to create financial freedom through a less conventional real estate method? TJ Tajani is a self-made millionaire that cracked the code on profitable short-term rentals. He teaches people how to master real estate even without owning it themselves and how to get into the game fast. If you're ready to find out how you can create cash flow and financial freedom through real estate, then the short-term game with TJ Tajani is for you.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Short-Term Rentals with the amazing TJ Tijani. How are you doing, TJ?
0: I am doing great, great, great. I'm doing awesome. Thank you,
1: thank you. <laughs> and we're super excited again to have you in our studios. Yes. And today we're gonna have a little bit of an introductory topic, how to buy a mm. short-term rental. So the first question is like, what is the short-term rental mm. and so, how does that work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to you know this, this whole notion Of short term rentals, you know, sometimes people kind of look at it as different, has different meanings. Sometimes people define it based on the length of stay, right? But by definition, short term rentals are stays that are 29 days or less, by definition. And, you know, the thing is, is that what we do in this game is you can rent out your property as a short term rental. Doesn't matter whether you own it, you don't have to own it, you can rent it. Now you just have to rent it properly. You have to rent it the right way. That's where a lot of people mess up. See in Houston, the number of short term rentals, and this is what makes arbitrage a challenge now for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. The number of short term rentals in Houston between the months of April, 2021, and September of 2021 increased by about 60. percent Oh wow! Now, unfortunately, a lot of these listings that came up are, pro- are people that started a, a, a short-term rental product because understand the barrier, the entry is, is low. It's not that hard. Like if you can, if you can master how to secure these leases, sky's the limit. So you know, people came in, but they came in uneducated. They came in flying under the radar. Renting out these houses or apartments from from these REITs or landlords and pretending like they're going to live there and then just putting it up on Airbnb to earn a quick buck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is it now they don't know how to handle security issues properly. I know how to handle turnover issues properly. Mm -hmm. Don't know how to to handle lockout issues properly. Don't even know how to manage the guests while they're there. Guests start throwing trash away all everywhere and making loud Mm -hmm. noise all kinds of days, times of the day. And now it leaves a bad taste in the mouth of all the Mm -hmm. other landlords and apartment complexes. And now it's making it harder for people that are legitimately trying to grow business in this to actually do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And so what we what we like to do in this space, we own. We also love arbitrage because arbitrage is a cash flow play. You don't own these assets. You control it, though, mm-hmm. and it's a cash flow play. But you should, no matter how you get into this game, the goal should be ownership. That should be the goal no matter how you get there. Now, you can't also – Co host as part of a short term rental strategy. So, we talked about ownership, arbitrage, and where you're renting it. Then you can co host. Co host means you don't own it, you don't rent it, but you're managing it. Now, you can manage another host, somebody who's already been in this game. You could just take over their portfolio, or you could, it could be somebody who's brand new into the game, or you Mm -hmm. could position yourself with a landlord, somebody who is a traditional buy and hold landlord and say that, hey, you know, if you want to invest about $10,000, we'll put that money into furnishing these properties and we'll give you, you're asking $1,500 a month. What if I gave you $2,000 a month yeah. and you spent $10,000 to furnish that? That's 60% return on your money. Mm-hmm. Does that does that sound like something that might interest you? Now they're the host now. You're not the host. Mm-hmm. They're the host. Now you're just managing it for them. That's a co-host play. So when it comes to this tangent, what, what is short-term rentals? Well, stays under 29 days or less. But you can get into it multiple ways. You're renting out the property short term. And what's cool is that you're not creating a product and selling the product. Mm-hmm. You create a product and sell the continuous use of the product on a continuous places for a steady cash flow, that's what this game is about.
1: And I feel like with short-term rentals, it gives the possibility for anyone, no matter where in investments they are, like no matter how big into investments they are at the moment, if, it, if it's a beginner, advanced person in investments, you can still get in. And there's so many possible ways that you can do it. Um, but now, uh, when it comes to actually owning short-term rental, what are the zoning mm. restrictions that you need to look at?
0: Yeah. So a lot of times, for for one. The number one thing people should be doing when they look to start this business, when you're identifying what location that you want or what market that you're even getting into, the number one thing you should do is do the research on what type of deed restrictions or ordinances are currently governing short-term rentals in that particular marketplace. And so to do this, easy way, go to Google, type in short-term rental ordinances and then your city, whatever market that you're in. Mm-hmm. What that's going to do is going to take you to one or two sites or both really. It's going to take you to your county clerk site, which has the information on the current governing situations for short term rentals in that particular marketplace. Or it's going to take you to a site that just has the, the information. Right. Sometimes they do they do they do a third party site. So. You want to find that out and you want to know what that is on the front end before you get into any of these deals to know what you can do. Do you have to get a license? Do you need to pay a fee? What kind of additional taxes may you have to be paying as a result of doing business in that particular marketplace? So these are questions mm-hmm. that you want to know, things that you want to know up front. Now, a lot of times it's not even so much that these restrictions are the issue. A lot of times it's the actual HOA. Or sometimes short-term rental orders is an issue. Sometimes it's the HOA or the deed restrictions in that neighborhood oh, that wow. might be the issue. So your market could be like, for example, I'm from Houston, H-Town, H Town for my folks out mm-hmm. at H-Town, one time. <laughs> uh, so I'm from Houston. In Houston right now, the city's pretty wide open for short-term rentals as, as of this record, as of this recording right now. Um, There are rumors of certain ordinances coming down into play, but um, it's um, the ordinances isn't the issue in Houston. It's deed restrictions and HOA that's the mm-hmm. issue. So whatever market, whatever neighborhood or community or townhome community or uh, whatever community you want to get into, you want to make sure that you check the HOAs and the deed restrictions to make sure that you operating a short-term rental in that area will be no issues, right? So these are things that you want to make sure to do on the front end before you get into doing these deals for sure.
1: Yeah, and especially because like you never know, the uh, The bigger city would be totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. But if the neighborhood is not going to let you, then you definitely need to make sure that you have all the regulations for that area. What are some other considerations that we should have when we're investing in a certain location yeah. besides those regulations?
0: Yeah, so other considerations is, I mean, the biggest question you're going to ask yourself in this business mm-hmm. is who are you serving? That question is literally going to answer a lot of other questions. Like people ask, well, TJ, how much does it cost to furnish a unit? Well, depends. Who are you serving? If you're serving business travelers, then it may be a great idea to have a workstation in your unit. Maybe a great idea to make sure that you have a solid coffee station. Maybe a great idea to have some printer where people can actually print their documents. Um, uh, maybe a, what do you call it, like a board where you can mark up stuff, things like that. So, so when things to consider, who are you serving? Because for us, for example, we serve a lot of people that travel for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. And not only just tr- nurses, well, we serve doctors. We serve patients. We actually serve a lot of patients. Oh, wow. And most of the time, when a patient comes to stay at our spot, their mobility is quite limited. Mm-hmm. Um, a while ago, late last year, we had a, a woman come stay at our spot for, for a month. Or her son was getting his foot amputated oh right goodness. so when when the procedure was done they stayed for three additional weeks at our unit just to, you know, relax, recover. They love the fact that we had a king bed in there, right? They had a king bed because now he can recover and it's plenty of room for somebody else to stay on the bed and watch over him in the middle of the night or make sure that he's good at anything that they need. We make sure that we put a 4K flat screen TV in each bedroom, (laughs) right? To keep them entertained. Because understand, if somebody's staying at your unit and they're a patient, it's a pretty good chance that their mobility is quite limited, right? So if they can stay entertained while their mobility is limited, these are the things that matter. Being that for thinking, thinking about who you're serving and setting up your units for that ideal avatar is what makes a difference in this business. I think especially nowadays, back when I got started in this business, you didn't have to have, you know, anything specific about your units. Didn't really have to have a theme. You didn't, you could have just got a couch off, of off or up or picked up a free, free <laughs> mattress off the street and put it in your unit and you would have made money, right? Because Airbnb was still so new. Right. It was still such the thing to do at the time, but times have changed. Mm-hmm. And with time changes means expectations have changed and people expect more in these units. So I think nowadays, What's important is how can you stand out, right? Not only can, how can you stand out, but are you setting up your units for your ideal guest avatar, right? There's a reason why brain surgeons make more money than general surgeons, um, because they're niche down. They know who they know exactly who who their customers are. There's a reason why if I go to an Indian restaurant, I expect Indian food. Like I, I'm not gonna go in there expecting American food or any other kind of food. It's gonna be like, what the heck is going on? Here? This is weird here. <laughs> I expect a certain soul when you niche down and niching down can mean theming your units, but also making sure that your units are niche enough to identify the people that you're serving and knowing who you're serving on the front end, doing that research, spending the extra time, going to the marketplace, look at what other units in that particular marketplace look like. Look at what what they have in there. Look what's close to you, right? What other, like, is there a hospital close to you? Are you close to downtown? Are you close to a convention center? Like, you wanna look at these things because that's gonna answer who you're serving, which also answer, what you need to look out for, how to set up your units, a lot of a host of other questions in this business.
1: That's right. And I feel like, especially now with uh, short-term rentals, you're not just providing a place for you to stay. You're actually providing experience. 100%. And that experience has to be tailored to whoever you're serving. Yes. Um, so you mentioned a, a couple of things when it comes to the location itself. So for example, that it has to be accessible in this case for your patients. Uh, what are other things that you look at in the building itself or that you're investing on?
0: So in the in the building, itself, one of the things that you have to look to when you're doing this business is, does it work from a logistical perspective? So while we're identifying these properties, we also look to see and make sure that from a logistics perspective, this works for our business model. And my logistical requirements could be very different from your logistical requirements. See, for example, for us, we love the more hands-off we can be, the more beautiful it is for us. See, I don't want to have to be there to escort and and chauffeur every guest in so we have an automated check-in process right so we make sure that every place that we look at whether we're buying it whether we're doing arbitrage, whether no matter what way we're gonna do it, we have to make sure that it's going to work for our automated check-in system. Will this place allow us to replace their lock system with uh-huh. our own lock system, right? These are things you gotta, you gotta answer from a logistical perspective. Also, what is the check-in process like? What is the parking situation like? What is parking? Is there free parking? Is it paid parking? How far is it from from the particular uh, from from their unit? Do is, is they do they have to jump through all kind of crazy hoops just to get out the car into the oh, unit? Wow. from a logistical perspective? You want to make sure that that particular property is set up for your particular business. So those, these things you got to answer. Will they allow you to mount the TVs on the wall if you're renting? It? If okay. you don't own it, will they, will they allow you to mount your TVs on the wall? Things like that you want to make sure. See, we use smart thermostats. Can yeah. we change out your thermostat for our thermostat, right? Ooh, these are okay. things you want to make sure that you keep in mind when you are looking to pick up a few units. Now, if you're going to own it, you call the it shots. It's your property. But mm-hmm. a lot of people get into this game with arbitrage and, and co-hosting. So if you're doing either or, these are the things you want to make sure that you that you look out for from a logistical perspective. It has to work for your business model,
1: and it does uh, open the open the opportunity for like so many people that want to actually be more hands on yeah. the business, but also for the people that are looking for something that they can just receive more passive kind yeah. of income. It is a definitely a really good opportunity. Yes. So, any last tips for anyone that is looking into buying property for short term rentals?
0: Um, when you're looking to buy, understand that. I love, love, love ownership. My properties in our portfolio that we own give us the best yields, right? They are the the, the margins are the best. So when you're looking to own these short-term rentals, the goal should be ownership. I don't care whether you own it one or two ways. You can get to ownership by going for what I like to call phase one to phase two, meaning you get into it without owning, whether you're managing or you're arbitraging. You start your business that way. <clears throat> and now whatever your that monthly goal is, you reach that goal. So what I, I like to call them uh, monthly, your real estate deposits. Ooh. So say, <laughs> say your goal is to be able to put down $30,000 on a property. <laughs> All right, let's get you to $30,000 cash flowing every month without owning. Let's get you cash flowing to 30K a month. However many units that is, maybe that's 20 doors, that's 15 doors, that's 10 doors. Let's get you to that number. And then once we get to that number... Then we're going to take that because now we're making it every month. Now that's our money every month. So now we can take that monthly deposit and go, boom, put down on a turnkey property that you don't have to fix up. That strategy, yeah. uh, you can buy property. You don't have to fix up because now you can do it by turnkey because you created those monthly down payments. Maybe the property that you want is uh, is $60,000 $60, dollars down. All right, so you need three months worth of income. That's but right. you created that. So you need three months worth of income because you're doing 20K a month now. So now after three months, buy that property, put down a down payment. Or you can get to ownership the way I like to get to ownership, oh. which is do it the same at the same time, tangibly. Do buying. The asset, and also arbitraging or co-hosting at the same dang time. Why not? <laughs> That's the way we do. Now we'll go and we buy some ugly. We buy them ugly. We leverage private capital. We fix it up. While we're fixing it up, we're picking up arbitrage units. We're picking up co-hosting units. While that property is being re- rehabbed, then once it's rehabbed, now we're just adding it to our portfolio. That's right. Right. So again. Remember, what's important in this business is the infrastructure. It's not Airbnb. It's not because now that you have the right infrastructure, you could do that. You could buy and rent with the same team and run it with the same team. So, my last tip will be to get to ownership. However, where you get to, it, get to the ownership because the ownership is going to give you your best numbers. And there's no reason why not anybody can't own their short term rentals in their Airbnb. That's a goal for a lot of people, and anybody can do it 100%.
1: Well, thank you so much again. And to our audience, you got this. You can definitely do it. You just need the right strategy so you can make huge profit on short-term rentals. Thank you so much again, TJ. And thank you to our audience. We're going to see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.